Ryan. Welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Tana McDonald. Hello, friends. I've missed you so. And the on the wheels of steels, the ones and twos, that is Jay McKee. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Welcome back to another uh, exciting episode of the Drunk Dial Podcast. Uh, we wanted to start off because... Um, Thad actually got a, it has a story that he told me off air, but he wanted to share with you. Oh, oh my word! And I, I think was, you would appreciate it. Oh my god! I was hanging out at a bar the other day, uh, at a show, and we were just all hanging out, Sam Silver Circle. And this guy comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, are you uh, Thad?" I'm like, "Yep, McKee." Yeah, from the drunk dial, which no one <laughs> says drunk dial first. Like it's like IDK, it's uh, harder brunch. But drunk dial, like I'm the producer, like that's not the first one they said. He's like, yeah, dude, I listen to you. Like, like no, like all of your stuff. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you know Dyke? No. Do you know myself? No. And he's like, I'm just a big fan. And like he starts talking about how like he listened to Bridget and she was great, and he's really liking the new energy of the podcast. He was like, Tenna, I, I really liked her. Things have really started to change since Tenna's been there. And it's like, like you've, you're you kind of like the Mary Poppins of the podcast. <laughs> like, like, we're dancing on rooftops now. Like, it's a lot more fun. It's a little bit more vibrant. Because for a little bit, we had a, a Bridget Void, but, like, we didn't know how to replace that. And, and yeah. you did a great job. Like, and we just, we just and, love you. And then you flew in with your umbrella one day and, and landed on the roof. He was a big fan of you. Oh, my fuck. I'm like, I've come. That is, that's so nice. How dare you? My eyes are wet. Thank you. Who said this to some random stranger at the bar? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave him unnameless because we want to respect his uh, privacy. Hey, listener, did you know you're a sweetie pie? Tell your mommy and daddy I said thank you. <laughs> you're a good, you're a good civilian. Yeah. Let, let all your parents know. Yeah. yeah, tell them that you listen to this adult content. <laughs> he has a lot of good things to say about Tenna. Not that much about us, but you know. Yeah, not a lot. No, I'm sorry that I'm adorable, no, and you, 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 you are. We're not jealous. We're like uh, Tenna's patched a hole in a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This really, it's, no, it's like a, it's like one of those like butt plugs that has like a gem at the end. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're the gem in our butt plug. I wow. That's so poetic. I love that. That's so poetic. Someone I like hung out with, um, we, we hung out and then like afterwards, like it just like, I got a text. He's like, Hey, can I just say you're very easy to find happiness with? I'm like, what the fuck is that? He's like, no, you were just always really fun. You always like bring good conversation. I'm like, that means the fucking world to me. <laughs> Thank you. More humble brags about me. I uh, yeah, not to not to blow you up too much on the beginning of this episode, but uh, no, I was like, I feel like the last couple of times we were talking, I was like, man, you got a lot of stuff going on, but I think low key you're becoming like a Indianapolis gatekeeper. You uh, when did that happen? That's <laughs> a weird thing. No, that hit me really hard recently because I started that open mic with Jetta, um, which is uh, dude, the opening night for that last week was marvelous. It was fucking spectacular. That um, producing shows and then like kind of going out of town, it has been like all of a sudden people will hit me up again for like, how do I get this? How do I get this? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I, I have some information. You're running two shows and a new open mic. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else I'm missing in there? I'm trying to think of something actually. And traveling around doing. doing and traveling, something. trying to do my own thing too. And podcasting. And two podcast shows that I have such a good time on both of these shows. Like this and Spicy Magic Vibes with Daryl Hollandquest Jr. It is. It's a good time. I'm actually really thinking about if I have any other shows. 
I don't. I'm good. I mean, that sounds like enough. I feel like, no, if I was to, I had somebody hit me up because they were wanting to plan um, a burlesque show that was Quentin Tarantino themed. I'm like, I'm hard oh, as fuck. And they okay. wanted to have a stand-up comic in between. And they like wanted me to co-host. So I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. And then as I said that, I was like, I fucking have no energy. Yeah. I can't. You gotta, sometimes you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. I'm just like, I have nothing to give you, honestly. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I think I hit a breaking point where I was just like, I can't take on any new projects. And then, mm-hmm. of course, I'll take on like two more projects. Oh, it's called a whoopsie. But yeah, I, I eventually you get to that point. But like, uh, you'll get your body sick. I found that out. Yeah. Um, so, I got COVID, like, that's hence why I wasn't on the last episode. If we could edit that in later. <laughs> Fucking, I went so long not getting COVID. But um, my friends, obviously. All my friends were getting it. All my friends are getting it. I definitely probably got it in Kentucky um, at a show that was packed. Um, but someone pointed out something to me because she's like, I honestly think you literally worked yourself so exhausted your immune system was down. Because I was. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah. And she's like, I think your immune system was finally down enough. Like, despite the fact that you're boosted and vaccinated and I think the minute you put your mask down, it went buck wild on your body. I'm like, perhaps. Because you had to think these shows were going on. I was also working out four times, five times a week. And I wasn't even really realizing the impact that can happen when you don't have enough recovery. Because mm. I have a my lunch hour, we have a gym at our work. So I was just working out at work. And then I go straight from that, showering, going back to work. And then... How much bench? I bench, like like arm oh. stuff, uh, 50 pounds. <laughs> Not a lot. But I squat 60. <laughs> but a pull-down bar, I can do 100. Is that... Uh, I'm gonna, it, it's already sounding sexist before it even comes out of my mouth. <laughs> but like I noticed like, that's... That women do more squats than traditional like oh. push-ups or right? I don't know. I can do or a lot ben, of push-ups. Ben, not push-ups, bench ben press. Obviously, um. I haven't been to a gym in a while. If I don't even know <laughs> what they're called, you know the the stick-ups. You do a couple stick-ups, right? Yeah, I can definitely do more weight on my legs for sure. Like I'm trying to build up more for my arms because I kind of just want to look like Rhea Ripley and look like I could protect anybody, but also kill anybody. Okay. Yeah, but no, I got uh, like I feel like I was just running Angela my body thin. Bassett. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my fuck! I just remember like she played Tina Turner in like the the so Tina, sad. and I was like, I don't she I don't buy her as Tina Turner because she could beat a bike. <laughs> Absolutely, she could beat a bike. But here's the thing: Tina Turner was also fucking ripped. That is true. Oh god, Ugh. I. But also working out constantly, and then not only just pro- helping produce shows and constantly communicating, and then like also trying to hit open mics and trying to write, and then creating content on TikTok. I literally was just like, you know what sounds good. Fuck my sanity and my body. Oh, that's right. You're also TikTok famous. That was the one. I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah, there, it was. <laughs> there it is. It's the TikToks <laughs> that I do. Uh, you feel healthier now? You feel. I feel different. You feel different? I feel different. <laughs> I feel different. So it didn't affect my taste or my smell. Thank fucking God. Um, it did. Um, my breathing's okay. I cough a lot. Not as like bad now obviously but i was extremely tired getting back into working out was really hard yeah i was just dripping sweat and then like getting my appetite back which we witnessed is back it's back it's there i fucking inhaled that macaroni and cheese uh yeah I, when i got it i just felt really just low energy i just felt like run down mm-hmm. um but yeah i didn't really have like I got like regular sick like two or three weeks before I got COVID, mm. and that was way worse. Like, like worse, sir. Like I had like an upper respiratory infection that just like lingered for a couple of weeks, mm. 
And then I finally got better. And then like a week and a half later at COVID, I was like, what the fuck? I was in full ass denial about it at first um, for the first because I, it started at like, um, like three in the morning on a Sunday like that. Well, after Sunday, so technically 3 a.m. in the Monday. And I was just coughing. I couldn't swallow. And my mouth was so dry, but also like I was hacking up stuff. So I called my work and I was like, hey, I'm going to be out. And the next day I was like. I'll try to come into work tomorrow. They're like, how about you take a COVID test? I'm like, you right. So I took a COVID test. I'm like, oh no, it happened. I, I thought I was above it. <laughs> I thought I was too good for COVID. I was such a good girl. I went so long. At least I got my, at least I have smell and taste. Yeah. Yeah. You seem to, you seem to be bounced back. Uh, so you weren't here last time. So we haven't got to talk since we yeah. had our, uh, um, drunk dial tour. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I made a whoopsie? <laughs> I sure do. When you told everyone that we were going on a on a drunk dial cross country world tour, and we all we did one show in Louisville, <laughs> dude. And like, okay, there wasn't a whole lot of people at that show. That show was so fucking fun, though. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Playing oh the my tapes gosh. is my probably my favorite venue right now. Yes. And um, and I I don't know. We kind of. I feel like we everyone just had fun. I feel like all the comics were just mm-hmm. vibing. Yeah, and you know, I feel like everyone that was in the audience had a great time, dude, oh, yeah. for sure. And like, um, ah, like everyone had re- like the people who were not comics were very receptive. And it was there was a lady from Iowa who I'm in love with, and I'm dealing with it every day of my life. She was so funny. She's I think she thought I was hitting on her on stage, and I was not. Oh. It was like, do you remember that lady? I was kind of just like, I'm like, I will take you home. You laugh, you laughing so hard. You, you and your funny. Yeah, I remember everyone there by name. Oh, that's, that's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how, uh, how are you guys been uh, since last time I saw you? Been good. Um, it's been you know a great. We uh, obviously we lost uh, a local comedian Nolan Miller. I was yeah. I didn't know how to, we were going to bring that up. Uh, yeah, I didn't know till just now. I, uh, yep. I said something about it at the beginning of Heart of Brunch, uh, because I was like, I don't know how to like, I'm not good at it. You know, like I'm not good at talking about I'm, serious stuff. I'm not good about talking about sad stuff. So it's like, very hard to bring up. You can't just bring it up casualty. And I feel like people who can bring it up like real nonchalantly, um, f- fuck you. That's good for you. I don't know. But like, I feel like being who we are as people, yeah. we want to do it tastefully, but sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Nolan, like, uh, I think the long and short of it was, like, Nolan was one of us, you know, he was... He was in our age group. He was a he was a comic, he was full of life, he mm-hmm. liked being inappropriate, <laughs> he liked making people feel uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, so it's, it's, it's weird when, it's weird when you know somebody from such a silly thing as, like, comedy, and then something serious happens to him, and like, because, like, I don't have a lot of serious memories of Nolan. Like, all my memories of Nolan are, it's like... It's just us bullshitting at comedy shows and yeah. open mics, and it's a very weird thing, just, like, we, like, because we all talked about how we all had shows with him coming up. Mm. Like, uh, he was going to be at a party here for your birthday, yeah. and he was going to be at the storytelling show uh, at the White Rabbit. He was going to be at a show for Dustin Burkhart. Mm-hmm. Burkhart? Yep, we were going to do a show with him on May 12th. Yeah, I mean, Fuck. the biggest, uh, I feel like the, I don't know, takeaway or the uh, the biggest thing that I noticed impact-wise 
was that everybody was checking their messages from him and like everyone was posting oh god post, and it was like everyone was posting their last messages from him oh fuck and it was like him saying something sweet to everybody and i'm like if you posted the last message from me <laughs> it's not gonna be that you know oh yeah no i think um Definitely, that's somebody. He was really good at shit talking. We were definitely. I think the last conversation we had, it was. Mo, uh, it was probably about us going to an open mic, and I, I didn't text him back, and that sucks. He, yeah, he, he asked. Yeah, I think my last one, he was like, "We want to go to this open mic." Uh, one of the last things he said to me was just like, "I really." You know when you get those comic compliments and the like, you know, we all get the good set. Sometimes we're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, he gave he gave me like a really like honest kind of compliment. Hadn't seen me in a while and was just like talking about, you know, watching me improve. And it was just like it was out of nowhere, and I could just tell that it was like real genuine. And I was oh like, wow! He didn't have to say it for any reason, so I was just like, oh, thank you. And then yeah, I think we rode home from a uh, from a show together. Oh, was the show in Muncie? The, oh shit, yeah. The the Valentine's Day show that was a, that was a fun show. Um, one of the weirdest, nicest things that he's ever said to me. He's like, "Tana, you're really funny. I wouldn't be friends with you if you weren't." I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "What?" <laughs> that feels so weird. Yeah, I also had some other people said me like, you know, we do also. I think just as people, we tend to. Uh, make saints out of people that are gone Mm -hmm. no longer with us and that's why it's always to me it's always good to like temper it with like you know Nolan wasn't a he's a a person he wasn't an earth angel you know we talked about some real gross stuff on the road yeah (laughs) yeah he's a fucking comic he's a dirtbag like the rest of us yeah and so like everybody was posting all these you know wonderful things that they said and then I had some people show me like this is what I really want to post and it's like of course it was like him taking a jab at somebody else and I was just like okay I like that you know I like I like the the spicy with the sweet you know like I mean that's life though I feel like a lot of there's two kinds of people who handle tragedy. There's the people who like jerk off on being sad and they'll mm. be a very dramatic. And then there's the people who are realistic about what's happening. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite, like my friends from Bloomington, who's a comic, he was just like, he's like, all these people are posting about all the sweet stuff he said to them. And he's like, here's the thing. Uh, he literally talks shit about you like 20 minutes later. I'm like, right. seriously. I mean, the thing about it is though, like no, one, no one was like a good guy. Mm. Like I remember like the last thing we did, was like we were we we're gonna ride to a show, and he was gonna uh, you know pay for gas money. Yep, he'll pay and for then, the whole ass tank, and he'll and, feed you. Well, and like he's like, do you want gas money? Or you, he's like, he's like not right now. He's like, he's like, I could get you a drink, and he got me like a like a dollar drink, <laughs> <laughs> and he he didn't ever pay me for the gas money. And like when he died, <laughs> I'm thinking like when like is this a bad time? <laughs> To ask his family, because like, am I going to get that back? <laughs> I'm going to hit you. I, no, you know, I, I came to terms like I'm probably not going to get that back. I love him, yeah. you know, but I'm not going to get that. He did money give you back. a dollar's worth of it. I mean, yeah, you would like to see that. You would like to be made whole. We were we drove to a different state. Yeah, <laughs> okay. We crossed state borders. <laughs> yeah, we did. So I think we went to Bear's place. We were, so oh like my a, god! <laughs> no, that's like a Kirby enthusiasm episode. Like about that twenty dollars. <laughs> So, uh, no, that's perfect. Uh, rest in power, Nolan, for sure. Guys, we have an amazing episode uh, ahead. Um, I don't want to spoil the surprises, but let's just say there will be crabs. Hey. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Stick around. Hello? Hello, boys. 
Hey, Casey Rocket, you're on the Drunk Dial Podcast. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> yes, so fun. Yes. Out the gate, so fun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're, on, you're on the line with uh, comedians uh, Thaddeus J. McKee and Tana McDonald. They're my co-hosts. Odalie. Hello, gang. How's it going, guys? It's going. How are you, bud? It is going so well right now. <laughs> so, Casey, this was uh, it's is yesterday or today. Today slash yesterday was Thad's birthday, and we just went down to Atlanta uh, doing a little mini tour, and he played some YouTube clips of you on stage. He's like, "You got to check this Casey Rocket guy out." <laughs> No, actually, what happened was we were just driving. And he just started laughing out of no reason. I said, "What's wrong?" Because I was just thinking about this guy, Casey Rocket. And he goes, "He's he's he's really funny." And I was like, "We'll put him on." And then we, so we spent some of the car trip listening to you. And I was like, "Dude, I haven't heard anything like this since like uh, Robin Williams." <laughs> Thanks, man. That's so, what. What places did you play in Atlanta? That's so nice of you to say. Uh, we well, we kind of snuck into Laughing Skull. We were not on the lineup, but we just popped in, <laughs> popped into the green room. That's right. <laughs> uh, the that confidence right. in your face, Thad. Made just our, like that's right, we did. <laughs> made our presence known, and then we did the uh, what was it? The A A and W. Yeah, uh, the A and W Distillery. Uh, yeah, it's the One Up Comedy that uh, Joe Pettis puts on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I started comedy in Atlanta. Oh, um, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, 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 well, I started by Savannah, but I spent a year downtown, so I know all those Atlanta guys. The Laughing School is so fun. Yeah, it's such a fun room. Yeah, I can only imagine how much fun it is once you actually get to the stage part, but the the, <laughs> the green room was also dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I was there, I was so bad, I never got to... I just never got to really perform there, but I was actually able to do a set there over Christmas this year, and the audience was very scared. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to ask you a question because your style of comedy seems so like uh, stream of consciousness. I, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure how much is off the top of your head and how much is uh, is preplanned, and that's part of the magic, I'm sure. But as I was watching you, and I was cracking up because you're fucking hilarious, but I was like, this guy must have been uh, horrendous to watch at the beginning open mic levels. <laughs> like, I feel like... I feel a lot of like trial and error. Just like, how, of, what happened to get you here, you angel? No way this started off this golden. Right. <laughs> no, you're completely right. I was, oh, God. I was so bad. So I've been doing it for like seven years now. And I'd say for the first, three years I get I do maybe I get laughs maybe once every two weeks oh wow. so it was just oh I was so <laughs> I was just so bad because it was it was a lot of the same it was a lot of nonsense but there was no punchline so it was mm. just all nonsense okay. and everybody's like what the fuck is going wow. on uh <laughs> but yeah man I I do have a lot of a lot of jokes and uh, I do improvise a lot. I'd, I'd say probably 50-50 on that front. But, um, yeah, but you are correct in assuming that. I mean, there's some uh, – I used to put out a lot of videos, too. I had to – about two years ago, I had to go and take down pretty much everything on my YouTube because I was like, oh, my God, don't care. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> – uh, yeah, man, I was just, oh, I was so awful. I, I can remember in Atlanta, 
doing a lot of shows and just going back to my car and just like almost crying. I think I cried one good time just because it was just, I wanted it so bad so bad yeah Yeah, and i just i couldn't figure it out you know to be fair like everyone raise your hand um have you've cried in your car after a set um i am raising my hand (laughs) you telling me you two losers did not ever cry in your car after a set i don't i don't think i ever actually wept but i definitely have walked directly from the stage like out the front door Mm, yeah and just spent some solitude time it does take a while to kind (laughs) of like figure out your voice just like who am i and when you finally get to that point, it is a, it's, it's a good payoff, but I feel like most of the like very niche comics, it's a rough go at first. Cause you're just like, I want to do the weird thing. Let me do the weird thing and let me figure it out. How, how are you, how are you like in uh, Austin? It, it appears that you have set up a residency at the Creek in the cave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love Austin, man. It, it's so fun. Uh, I've been here since, uh, since July and, yeah, I used to do a, I did a weekly show there for a little while called the Rocket Party. And, uh, yeah, I do a lot of stuff at Creek and, uh, Vulcan Gas Company and all that stuff. There's a lot of comedy's booming here. So there's a lot of, a lot of gigs, a lot of, a lot of good and bad, you know, like any city. A lot of bar shows, but then there's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. It's super fun. Where are y'all based out of? Uh, Indianapolis. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right in the is center that, of chaos. <laughs> yes. Is, is that where the comedy attic is? Yeah. yeah. Well, in Bloomington. Yeah. yeah. Which is not Indianapolis, but like Southern Indiana. Like Bloomington is like definitely heavy. Like I would say that's where we make the millennials. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's, mm-hmm. it's an hour, hour South of us. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. So I got to uh, ask you, I got to ask you, uh, how long have you been doing comedy? That's the first question. He told us. I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> do the math again. Say it one more time. Uh, yeah. So I, so I'm 27 now, and I started when I was 20. So I've been doing it uh, for seven years. And so, uh, when was the switch over? When you're like, hey, I'm finally getting it. Like, and who told you? Like, uh, so my first two years, I was in college, and uh. I have a really severe drinking problem. So I was. Uh, <laughs> I love the voice that came. That's how we talk about our trauma. Just like I was not okay. <laughs> I was in a poor place mentally, and uh, <laughs> so yeah. So I did two years while I was in college, and, and that didn't really learn a whole lot. My my school was. I think I was one of only like two comedians, so it was a lot of like talent show stuff mm. and. Uh, Oh, which was just a nightmare and, and Southern pool hall open mics. And uh, th- then I went to Atlanta and I was there for about a year. Um, and that's when I finally started, you know, taking it seriously, you know, doing, you know, three or four mics a day or whatever. And then, uh, and then I went to Boise, Idaho for three years before I came here. Um, that's a yeah, you've, been, you've been around. Yeah, that's a full, to, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of a transient. Yeah, I've been all over the place. Um, Do you have but, someone that you, like, look up to as well? I'm a big fan of Brody Stevens. Brody uh-huh. Stevens is mm-hmm. probably my idol, I would say. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so I think I started getting it when I moved to Boise. Because when I left Atlanta, I had never done, like, a like a paid show or anything. I was just really just doing open mics. And... uh when I got to Boise, they thought I was 
really good because I was from a big city and mm. Boise's like pretty small. Yeah. Um, so they started giving me a lot of shows and then I think a lot of comedy, especially when you are improvising and doing weirder stuff is confidence. So I think um, mm. as soon as I got to Boise, I think that's when kind of the switch flipped. Like, okay, you know, okay. like I can, I can do this, you know. So probably like four years ago, I it, it switched a little bit. Okay, okay. Do you do you ever do you ever have audiences now nowadays that still just like don't get it and are like <laughs> confused? <laughs> uh, yeah, all the time. Not <laughs> as much anymore. Like, you just learn little tricks of the trade. Like, I I've found if I keep if I keep pushing and I and I and I don't look scared, mm-hmm. then eventually they will be like, okay, he just. He's just a little crab man. They just get that it's all fun. <laughs> He's just real niche and artsy. I like that. He's he just a little mousy crab. Man. Uh, so, but yeah, so I did a show on Saturday in a little town called Taylor, Texas, which is in the middle of nowhere, and they were pretty freaked out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have we got ourselves into? Uh, how do I say this? Uh, are you, are you, you got a little touch of the ADD going on? Is, it, uh, is that an appropriate question? Uh, <laughs> no, it was just really cute. No, he was like, not. Hey baby, you got that ADD that make you talented. So I got caught that in uh, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Have you taken the test? Have you taken the, the ADD test? I, I don't, you know, I'm kind of just scatterbrained. So like, I don't know, maybe I used to take, a lot of Adderall recreationally. I think I might have mm. given it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm self-taught ADD. I think. Yeah, when I start, when uh, babies start riffing, I start, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I got a lot of thoughts going on. So there's a lot bouncing around in there. So, so maybe it's yeah. totally possible. You manifested ADD. Well, I felt like I, I felt like I was on Ridland when I was like watching your set. I was like, this is how my, <laughs> that's how my brain is. If I take like Adderall or oh, something. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Just a million thoughts. You know, I'm just always whatever, you know, uh, uh, you improvising. You're just pulling words out of nothing. So I'm just doing like a lot of word association. You know what I mean? I'll just say like, <laughs> whatever something that starts with N and then I'll be like, Oh, Ned's the classified school survival guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh like, my God. Your brain's just bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's so quick. Like that was, I think that's half of how funny it is. I was like, it, like all this stuff, like it could, it could possibly just be a, a total word salad and not be funny, but like <laughs> it, you're, you're, you're linking up stuff that seems so unconnected and like hitting it so quick that, uh, I don't know. I, I just got a complete kick out of it. It's a, It could be also the age group. Uh, I think our, because you said he's like 27, I think it's some of the things, like we all grew up on Tumblr and access to Reddit, like a nonstop bits and memes coming at us at a nonstop pace. So if I see fast time, like fast pacing bits, I'm locked in. I'm like, ooh, I'm here to stay and watch. Thank you so much. <laughs> now I gotta tell yeah. people, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't seen this clip, Go pause this podcast and watch a clip so you know what we're just talking about. Because your stage presence, you like walk around and it's like your jokes are your sword. You never know exactly when you're just going to get stabbed. Just create, <laughs> <laughs> just, you just create a whole theater yes. space. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. 
Yeah, yeah, I try to go like I think uh Dane Cook talked about uh I'm speaking of him as if he's like a philosopher. He did do some damage to us. Um he's like, you know, like let's say you have like four jokes and like a like a square. So every corner is a joke, but the whole middle you're just bouncing around, right? So I'll talk, 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 joke. Talk, 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 joke, 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 joke. You know what I mean? Like, you're just bouncing around, just having a little fun. Just vibing. Uh, just vibing. Are you, uh, are you a big tour guy, or do you keep mostly tour, uh, in Austin, or you get around? I've, uh, you know, I've, I have performed in a lot of different states, but not not lately. I'm really uh, financially destitute, mm. so I don't travel a lot. But I think, I think I'm going to be going to L.A., uh, probably at the end of May, beginning of June, and then I'm planning on going to the Midwest at some point this summer. So maybe I'll see y'all. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We we, uh, we 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 book shows, and we know people that book shows, and we have another podcast where we uh, make brunch for traveling comics and all that. So definitely hit us up if you're in the Midwest. Oh, I will for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's mostly just been a money thing, but I think in the next year I'm going to start doing a lot of stuff on the road. Nice. Did you, during COVID, did you lean into the, the video content then making the TikToks? Um, no, I don't think I started my TikTok until like four months ago. I've only posted like 12 videos on there or something. Oh, um, wow. so I just do one a week. I need to be better with it, but the internet, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm used to stand up. I'm, I'm used to like, silence and stuff like i'm not too afraid of that at this point in the mm. crowd like crowd live performance but people on the internet <coughs> man they're so mean so I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> they're so mean and <laughs> horny like it's, a, it's there's not a real medium <laughs> no yeah it's, it's one or the other like they want to see my nippies and then when i talk <laughs> about my nippies they get all mad it's like, well, you that's what you want <laughs> Mean and Horny has to be a comedy album name. Mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely. I feel like my comedy album would be called Sad and Horny. Not the same concept, but in the different. same room. Different. Very different. Yeah, it's just uh, me listening to SZA. The, the, all, all different parts of the internet. <laughs> it's a spectrum. Oh, my God. Regardless, it's very, it's got nippies. <laughs> you have such like fun delightful charm you're like a sweet fae like i like the bounciness and like all the slight like tweaks and like um cadence i'm like what 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 a fun time can we feed him soon dak <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i'm just uh uh generally i'm i'm just kind of a happy guy i, I love performing and, it, it, and when you're talking about the type of stuff i talk about it so it's hard to be downtrodden when you're you know fucking talking about the lorax or some people or just it's so <laughs> it's so fun to do nonsense you know so i i'm just happy almost all the time except when i'm really sad is there ever <laughs> is there ever a situation because you're kind of a you know larger than life character on the stage are people ever taken aback when they talk to you like off the stage and expect you to be like, are they be su- on, yeah. are they surprised that you're not on or surprised that you're like real smart or anything like that? <laughs> you're like, are you just chill? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's a, it's a big it's a big issue. Yeah, when I because <laughs> I'll 
I'll get off and it's it's a lot. It happens every time I get off stage. People come up and they either it's either they won't look at me because they think I'm like fucking crazy or, <laughs> <laughs> or they'll try to talk to me and then about 30 seconds in I can tell that they're kind of disappointed that I'm not still <laughs> crabbing around and doing all but what people don't realize it's like man uh, if, if a human being was like if I was like that all the time I would be insufferable I would oh be yeah Oh my gosh, we're getting a phone call. Okay, phone call's done. Okay, hi Casey, you still there? No, we run a professional yeah. show around you like here. like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just uh, people like normies or whatever, they just don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what I like to call most people who don't understand how to act at a stand-up show. I'm just like, you fucking normie, who taught you how to act oh, like yeah. this? I love that. I hate when people say civilians, because I'm like, let's not equate what we do with serving in the military. How it's about we don't do that? It's not the same. They're just people who have like, par- like parent attention, all right? They're different. But I do like I do like referencing, I do like normies a lot, but I also uh, realize I like saying bystanders. <laughs> <laughs> calling people bystanders. Can we just start calling them muggles? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah, we, I think normies is the most fitting because it's just like we we live such a strange lifestyle that yeah. I mean, it's true. People just really don't understand it. It's just a different way of life. It's a weird thing to explain to people. Like, we want so much attention, but please leave me the fuck alone at the same time. <laughs> like, I like yeah. the contrast of like because I call it getting personed out. Like being on stage and then communicating with fellow comics and doing stuff like this, doing stuff like to constantly exercise that creative part of your brain. But when you're down for the count, you're like, I have to go isolate and not tell anyone where I'm at. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come find me in a Oh, yeah, it's a lot. I don't like talking to people. Uh, oh, sorry. Hold on. It's a little loud. One second. It's the witch, the wicked witch of the west. She's trying to blow him away. I remember when the first time I heard uh, Bobcat like talking his normal voice because like not only did he do the bit for like stand up, like he did it in movies and commercials. Like he like he was that character for like decades and then one day he just started talking in his normal voice yeah. and I was like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> you've been lying to me my whole life I, I call those Santa Claus moments like where you realize oh you're not real yeah why is why is Santa smoking behind the mall why is Santa talking about his divorce like when I found out the the Indian guy from short circuit was a white dude in brown face it broke my heart yeah oh. real upsetting I was just like oh he's not one of ours all right all right <laughs> I, I think I thought that I thought that for the longest time about Bobcat Goldwitz. I I was like uh, I just thought he was like a mental patient. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I just oh, thought yeah. he was a crazy guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean for for decades because he could, I mean he was like a like a like a wrestler, like a WWE wrestler in his commit. He did never broke kayfabe for like 30 years. Oh my God. That's hard as hell. And then one day I like, I remember seeing an interview where he like lost a bunch of weight too. Mm-hmm. And I think that then he started talking in his normal voice and he was talking about being on a plane. And somebody was like, you kind of look like Bob Cat. And he was like, I am. And they were like, shut up. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> shut up. Stupid. Right. Shut up, doppelganger. Yeah. And I bet dating life would be hard too. You're just going on like a like date. Like I'm going out with Bobcat. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, like, why do I always date weirdos? <laughs> that is actually going to be really hard. Like, cause you want to date somebody who kind of understands the weirdness of comedy, but you're like, oh, I also don't want her to know about me. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to break the illusion. That's something that has kind of been lost to time. You don't see 
a lot of that. Like uh, Emo Phillips. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Emo Phillips actually is like that, but yeah. people who Andy Kaufman, you yeah. know, like they never break it. It's yeah. kind of a dying art form. Well, I think it's also because like so much of our life now is more accessible, you know, like it used, it used to be like you could really pick and choose when you were shown to the public and when you weren't, you know, mm-hmm. so you could you can put on a performance and then be yourself kind of I feel like easier. And now it's just like anybody with a cell phone can put you on blast. Like, how come you're talking normal? What the fuck? You know. Why are you living your life at this gas station? Speak, speak, are you on a motorcycle are you right at now? A gas station? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm I'm in my car because I was uh, I had the window down for a second. But yeah, with with podcasts and stuff, I mean, uh, in the in the content age, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like, yeah, people see you all the time, so it's like, man, I can't be crabbing around twenty four seven. That's a part of me. Can't be crabbing around. I do like crabbing around, but I'm also just a little boy. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I uh, the confidence of admitting like no i'm a little boy it's fine <laughs> i was gonna say if you were on a motorcycle by the way we'd have to call it a rod cast <laughs> that was not worth it <laughs> oh, we always like to we always like to end our interviews on a bomb <laughs> yeah 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 casey rocket thank you for being on the program where can people uh find you and follow you on social media uh yeah so i'm casey rocket on youtube and i'm most active on instagram casey rocket and tiktok casey rocket yeah it's so it's so fun to talk to y'all i hope to see you this summer for sure awesome yes, yeah be sure to hit us up and uh i'll send you a link when we put this out yeah thank you so much yeah, pre- <laughs> shut the front door too cute i'm i'm frustrated <laughs> Hello. Hi, Julie Heckman. You're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Hey, Dyke Michael. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. You're on the line with uh, myself, Thaddeus J. McKee, and Tenna McDonald. Hey, little mama. I love you. Oh, hey, Tenna. I haven't seen you forever, I girl. miss you. <laughs> you too, Thad. Happy belated birthday. Hey. Also. Oh, Thank you God, so, so much. Nice. I saw your message. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't show up because she has a family, and she lives a far away. And she lives two hours away. <laughs> Always wow. with the excuses. No. <laughs> well, she didn't owe you two thousand yeah. dollars, so thank you. Oh, well, that's for nice. that. Damn. <laughs> Damn, I got a birthday coming I heard up you guys next month. A good time though. It oh, was. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It was good. It was. I. Was, <laughs> I'm getting to the point now where I was telling Tenna earlier. I was just like. It was just like a nice adult party and like, no, there was no drama and like everything was just like chill. Yeah. And like, that's yeah. like, that's like the biggest win for me. This like, you know, nobody yeah. fell through a coffee table or anything <laughs> crazy like that. Yeah. Let me say to, to Tad and Tenna that I texted Dyke to be like, hey, how was the party? And he said it was good. Very adult. Exclamation <laughs> point. So that, that can go one or both ways. I that know. was his favorite thing. I know. I'm like, were they watching porn? Yeah. Like. Uh, like, it was like an eyes wide shut situation. We had a we had a, a key party. <laughs> oh no, no! Yeah, it's a long family tradition. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah, that's Julie's Franco. rich. Good wait, for you. Wait, I have I haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut, so I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'll just add that to uh, I don't know, and then I'll understand that joke. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Low key, I haven't either. But I was like, I'm just gonna roll with it. <laughs> there's too many movies that what? I haven't seen. When I was like me saying, "Oh, I haven't seen that," is like shtick at this point. So. When I when when I was uh, like twenty years old, uh, I got a bumper sticker because I was an Austin Powers fan, and it was just the Union Jack flag, and it just said "Swinger" on it. And I just popped that on the back of my car and thought I was so oh, cool. No. And then like a lot of people started asking me like. You know what swinger means, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's like Austin Powers. Like, I'm a cool guy, right? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. They're like, yeah, it also means you like to wife swap. And I was like, I don't even have a wife. <laughs> I don't want enough to be swapping. <laughs> Could you imagine meeting the teenage boys just like, I don't need to like, swap. I can't. That's so funny. That's like uh, that's like when I was thirteen and I was singing Californication on the radio, and my mom was like, "Do you know what that means?" And I was like, "Yeah, it means like making everything California." <laughs> that makes sense. The innocence. And no one told me. I didn't learn for like ten years. I was like, "Oh, that's a different word." Julie, where did you where did you grow up at? Um, I grew up in a little town called Urbana, Ohio. It's like between Dayton and Columbus. Oh wow! Um, like how small? Yeah. Um, 10,000 people. So like our high school had like 700 kids in it total. Uh, okay. So Ooh, a not nice, teeny tiny. Yeah. But, but a nice short graduation yeah. ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, I was, I was in the top 10, not to brag. Have you ever lived like is, is Fort Wayne the biggest city you've ever lived in or do you, have you ever lived in a big city? Um, I lived in Columbus for college because I went to Ohio State. So I lived in Columbus for three years and then I went to grad school in Dayton. So I lived in a suburb of Dayton for like a year or two. Uh, I don't know if Dayton and Fort Wayne are the same size, I think. But Fort Wayne's one of the largest for sure. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of people uh, sleep on Fort Wayne and don't realize how cool it is. They do. I mean, it's our Mm -hmm. it's our. Is it the third or second largest city? I want to say second. Uh, second. Second. Yeah, sec- second. Second mm-hmm. largest city in the state. And yeah. it's there's a lot of dope stuff going on up there. It's, it's so it's much fun really stuff. Cool. You guys have a comedy festival. Yeah. You guys have an art district. And also some of the best fucking mm-hmm. euros I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Oh, really? The yeah. Euros. It's like I a cross from I... that sports bra. A sports bra. <laughs> sports bra. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a sports bar that's like near like yeah. the, one of the hotels, like big ones. And I yeah, got I was driving. By the, by the baseball stadium, yes, I think. Correct. Yeah. She knows yep. what I'm talking about. I know, I know where it is. I, I haven't tasted it. I'm going to have some. Uh, I'm going to have you guys come, my out-of-town friends, to show me uh, what's going on in Fort Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you the tour. Don't you worry. (laughs) Have you got a chance to check out the new comedy club up there, the Summit City? Uh, Summit City, yes, I have. Yeah, I've I've done their open mic a few times. I've done their uh, show, different showcases. Um, I did a... I did a show on St. Patty's Day there. I bombed. I hosted and bombed. So that was interesting. Was it because everyone was drunk, though, and it was warm outside? Yeah. And it it was just one of those shows where they're real uptight up top. So, like, you you know, I mean, that's what the host is supposed to do is come out first thing, kind of loosen everybody up. And I just was just failing, just joke after joke. Like, oh, babe. Ooh, boy. Do you, do (laughs) you, do you run different, do you run like different jokes when you're hosting versus when you're not hosting? Um, sort of, but it's gotten to the point where I just kind of have the same 
like 10 favorite jokes. So it's kind of like, I just always do those ones kind of regardless, but, uh, yeah, I was trying to keep it light, but then I was like, I'm going to do an edgier one to close on. And it just like also bombed. And I, I just like <laughs> let the silence sit there for a second. was like, all right, let's keep this moving. And it was, I just, I wanted to die. I think I did die a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get all cry stage, in the car later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like, I feel like yeah. the, the, the more hosted I've been doing, like it, it really is like dependent crowd to crowd. Mm-hmm. But like, I've had a lot of like, like if there's like a, an older, more conservative crowd. I have like a certain set that I do. Yes, I do. Because too. like I realize like I I have like my race yeah. material, which is not very political at all. No, it's very basic but, and fun. I love it. Not basic. But thanks. Basic bitch. It's like basic and simple and it's like, like some basic. Not complex at all. You know. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like comedy for like a baby. Dumb, you know, it's like, like a baby comedy. It's a race baby comedy. It's like dumb, but like in a good way. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> but I literally like no. like watched somebody like uh, I was featuring at Crackers for the first time, and I was watching somebody like in the front row laugh up until I did that, and then literally like, sit there and like cross their arms, and I was just like, "Oh, you're not enjoying that one, sir." And he was like, "No." <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I, I have to respect that. And then he comes up to me at the end and tells me what a good job I did. And I'm like, oh, man, you really just so didn't weird. like that one bit. It's yeah. so weird. We, we really do have to remind ourselves that some people can enjoy themselves without laughing out loud. And so it's yes. like, yeah, you were silent and kind of stone faced. But they'll be like, no, no, I love it. <laughs> like, OK. I feel <laughs> like I can me, handle but... a silent laugh if we're in a room that's really tight. You know what I mean? Like, I've done smaller mm. venues and like the crowd... 25% is loud laughing and then the 75% is kind of like small chuckles mm-hmm. but I know everyone's having a good time. It's a very interesting energy. Well, I yeah. also think like you know all this stuff that like It's gonna hit. Well, I feel like you know all this stuff that like I mean anytime I go to a room and there's like the bright lights on and there's like TVs maybe on or so there's like certain things that you can do to help a show and I feel like if you yeah. don't do those things, it's harder. Like it's like it's like making a woman come. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like all everything has to be right. You know, you have to have the music and the vibe and the sound. And I, I wish there was right. video so you could see how Dyke was throwing up. His hands. <laughs> yeah, I've never obviously made that he happen. Really before. looked like he was just he was juggling, <laughs> juggling audience members. Yeah, like Dyke's motion juggling? of making someone <laughs> orgasm is just juggling. I assume it yeah. has a lot of dark magic involved. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, he is like, okay, I don't know if you've seen like. Dyke brings his clown kit to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just spit up water, Julie. It's so funny. Spit take. Wait, are you saying you don't juggle? There's not a juggling component? You throw balls in the air while someone is wild, whilst someone I is mean, naked? Yeah, how are you that, having I mean, sex? I've, yeah. never, I've never been with a guy that juggled during, but that, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of impressive. I'm, re- boobs. I'm returning these size 27 shoes then. <laughs> oh, my God. God. <laughs> like start pulling the scarf out of your shirt pocket. Yeah. That's when I'm out. When I see someone bring a suitcase to sex, and I'm like, let me open this. Like, nope, you nope. don't. I don't care what's in like, there. And then like your panties are attached to the end of it. You're like, how did those get there? I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like if I was a woman, I would be hot for magicians. I don't know. There's something oh, about. There's something about really? magic. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like the stereotypical black guy. When I see magic done in front of me, I'm just mm. like. 
he, the, the, he's doing it. he's doing witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> but as a lady, yeah. being who you like, raised by the same family, we're gonna play that into fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be like, oh my fuck. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, you're my husband now. Just horny for Hogwarts nonstop. I would just be like, yeah, you could just show me a magic trick every day. I'm like, I'm never leaving. Just like a card trick, more. Oh, wake up with card tricks, you yeah. stupid romantic. Oh, <laughs> it's so sweet. And then yeah. I'd find out how they were all done and be like, this relationship's over. Don't tell me you were. You took an oath. It was like it was an online course. You took a sacred oath. <laughs> we're stupid. Remember when that one dude was just outing all the magician's secrets? <laughs> he wore a mask and he would come on like Fox and it would be like secrets revealed. I don't remember wow. that. Nope. All right. Was, <laughs> just, was I looked like at a bunch of empty faces. <laughs> this was a bit like on Fox. Yeah, this was like uh, a thing where like this guy came. He was a magician and he would just come out and he would just spoil tricks. And like magicians hated him. I think he got like death threats I and mean, stuff. I mean, I'm into that because I want to know how the tricks work, you know. But like that does. Yeah, that takes the fun out of it. Yeah, there's a code. No, he was like ruining like this. people's like livelihood yeah <laughs> wow uh no i i mean i am fascinated with magic like i've I've always wanted to low-key go to the magic castle out in california that's like it's like comedy and magic and you have Ooh. to like it's like really hard to get into but then like you basically perform for like a table or like four tables like you, you like mm-hmm. you do your act table side and it's like certain it's like certain comedians and certain magicians and some people that do both can get in but it's like real hard to get into like as a performer like a like a maria bamford vibe just going up to someone's face and being like comedy yeah (laughs) comedy (laughs) i I would love to eat a steak and have someone do a magic table side for me i don't I feel like my ADD, like I would be my, I would have a sensory overload. I'm like, <gasps> ah! yeah. yeah. Or would it be similar to like one of those Japanese steakhouses where they're oh. like cooking the food in yeah. front of you? Like you know something, something to look at. Something you know? to look at. Yeah. Reach into your pocket. <laughs> oh my God. There's a shrimp in there. <laughs> oh, so wait. Yeah. Now if the chef was the magician, <laughs> yeah. right? Like he's cooking something the food for you. Yeah. Check under your yeah. seat. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a full pole pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I, mean I can I can think of anything first, funny to pull out from under my seat. I, was like, yeah. oh, 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 I just remember the first the first time I ever went to a Japanese steakhouse. It was like I, you know, I grew up in a small town. I had never seen like culture like this before. And a Japanese I, person. I, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> No, but like a, a restaurant, a fancy restaurant with like a different ethnicity food where they're like doing a whole production for you and like flipping mm-hmm. the, you know, egg in the air and catching it on a skillet and shit. I laughed uproariously the whole time to the point where it was like rude, but I was like having so much fun. It was just you know? joy. I, it was pure joy coming yeah, over. It was, like a, it was pure. It was pure joy. But I think like the guy I was with at the time was like, God damn, can you chill? And I'm like, look at she was like i was laughing so hard the first time i saw these asians because i have just yeah. never seen anything uh julie you have a new open mic that you're running in fort wayne oh what uh i do new wish yeah well yeah uh, tell com- us about it i i mean thad and i've been there it's great Yep, so Comedy Graffiti is at 8 p.m. on Thursdays. Uh, it's in the basement of an art gallery, but it's uh, south of downtown, kind of a trendy little area. 
so it's a nice nice little area for comedy um basement kind of lends itself to the comedy uh vibe yeah we actually just had a guy from la come out and close out the show last week he's originally from indy but uh, he's been in la the last four or five years jared Casabom. i don't know if you guys know him but yeah he was here uh, yesterday he- He's a dick. Oh, really? Yeah, he made it, Julie. He <gasps> made it. Hey, she has a family. <laughs> no, I think he's a he dick. He was so nice. Oh, he was so nice. I just want to yeah, talk we... shit about him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love him. I think Jared's he great. He's mean and disgusting. He spit <laughs> in my face. He did not juggle before Thank making you. me come. Like, okay. <laughs> there we go. We got our sound clip. Yep. <laughs> we just got our sound clip. No. We won't. We're good. <laughs> That's a great sound no. clip. <laughs> she has a wife and a kid, I think. Um, <laughs> no, but I did recently also take over our Tuesday night open mic at Wrigley Field Sports Bar. So, I'm kind of, uh, and that one is really close to my home. So, if there are weeks where I can only do one, I'm, I'm kind of probably going to pick the Tuesday night one. Uh, but yeah, but with the new club in town and everything, um, attendance has been kind of low. So, we don't know if that's going to keep going or if it'll go down to bi-weekly or monthly or something. I don't know. I'll keep everyone posted with the Facebook page. But but at the moment, Fort Wayne has three open mics, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I run two of them. So. Wow. <laughs> you just yeah. we, just, we just got gatekeep- gatekeepers stuff. everywhere. Tenna's becoming a gatekeeper <laughs> here in Indianapolis. Oh, right. You're running the Fort Wayne Mafia. It oh, is- really? What are you... Are you producing shows, Tenna? What are oh, you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a quick little advertisement for Tenna. Tell me. Um, yeah, tell me what you got going on. Let me go ahead. So um, I have the <laughs> Spicy Magic Comedy Night that I co-host with Daryl Hollandquest. It is a showcase. Uh, we do like kind of sandwich uh, stand-up comics and improv. Um, but we choose very oh, weird okay. niche improv groups. I'm very happy about like mm. it's And it's very, I don't know how to describe. Uh, you've been there. You headlined, Dyke. It was wonderful. It was. Yeah. And then I have uh, the storytelling show Rabbit Tales with Peter Frederick Wallace here also at the White Rabbit. Um, It's a monthly storytelling show. We do it every third Tuesday of the month. And it's just comics telling stories. Um, It's one of those things, obviously, we want it's extremely comedy based, but it's mostly like it's Mm -hmm. like storytelling driven. Just have like very much like this is not happening. Um, And then. Okay. Nice. I opened up uh, a new open mic that is every Tuesday. Um, first 15 slots are to open micers, and then we have a headliner. I run that at Downtown Ollie's with Jetta V, who's also a stand-up comic here in the scene. Um, and it's a bar oh, that... Yeah. This one, we were very, like, this is very exciting just because it's a mic that is ran by um, two women of color, and we're also at a queer bar. So it's one of those things where, like, we want to make a space more. Because oh, yeah. I know we got more brown queers up in the city who want to do stand-up, right. and I fucking want them out here. So... I wanted right. me and Jenna were both like, I want a space where we can like, Hey, you are encouraged here. Please come here. Come here. Do you realize you can try comedy? Right. Yeah. Right. We need, and we need more non-males doing comedy, you know, just the, the not women less are of you guys. So, we just uh, want more of literally. us. <laughs> we just want more of us. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm not, I, I'm fine. <laughs> I want to say that both of you males are guys who don't just make jokes about your penises. And I appreciate you. Oh, wait till you hear the album. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my my album's called Peanuts R Us. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's a, it's a working title. What what's yours called, Dyke? You got a you got an album title? A penis album. Dick title. Keys. What is it? Um, dick no guts for free. It's called uh, <laughs> Oops All Dick Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oops All Dick Jokes. 
You could tell I never took an improv class, can't you? <laughs> like, uh, oh, man, me either. It's man. scary. I'm not gonna it's on my me. bucket list. I would recommend. Like, do it. Like, I took... Um, I realize I'm backed away. No, do definitely... It. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things, like, exercise that muscle. It is a very fun experience. It is a nerve-wracking yeah. experience, I will admit. Just, like, from somebody who has to write all the time for most of their stuff. Thinking yeah. on the fly is hard, but it, it does... And having to feed off of other people depend off other people that's different from stand-up i like, love totally. it though you get like adrenaline from it it's a group activity i bet i can always tell yeah, the people go ahead oh i was just gonna say one of our new comics in fort wayne this girl sarah was uh, coming from an improv background and so she knows all about that stuff and her husband's in it too and so they know the local like improv people and she's kind of been encouraging us to try it and you know i guess they do like workshops every now and then and i'm like one of these days one of these days i'm gonna dip my toes in i I definitely can always tell like when someone comes from improv to stand up i can always they're they're always like start they always start off as stronger comics no they absolutely i was about to say oh yeah albert caitlin blancett they're they they feel easy on stage they feel Mm -hmm. they're like at ease yeah Yeah. um I'm envious of that energy because uh, it usually goes one or both ways. Like improv people are naturally very good at stand up off the jump Mm -hmm. um, just because they have that stage. But like comics to improv, I feel like is a (laughs) good luck to us. We're not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It's a definitely a different skill set. Well, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say, I kind of feel the same with teachers too. Like a lot of people come from teaching into stand up or like, it's just kind of that same kind of muscle. And you can tell, you know, they're used to being in front of a room, controlling a room, uh, like making people laugh. And that's what I used to do. I I taught high school for three years. Oh my God. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And it was like, you know, there's no crowd that's going to be as scary as being a fucking first year teacher in front of a bunch of freshmen that don't want to be there. It's like, there's nothing scarier than that. Like stand up. I can handle that. So I feel, I used to have a, I used to have a food truck, Julie. And, um, our very first public outing was a complete disaster. (gasps) Like it oh, was, no. it was like the most horror, like literally like everything, like we got shut down by the health department with like a hundred people, no. with like a hundred people in line. And it was like, Oh my God. That's so sad. All of our friends oh. and family were there. Man. And then like the news was trying to like do like a live interview with me. Oh. Like, as like, like literally like while you were getting shut down as every, yeah. So it was like, it was, there's, I've, it, it was the worst thing that like professionally had ever happened to me. And so it's just like, I always think about that when I bomb on stage. I'm like, well, it wasn't as bad as getting shut down by the health department. I'm glad that that broke the ice for you, though. It did. Exactly. I was just like, I, I bombed in real life. And now it's just like, I never can. I don't think I could ever have a bomb on stage to, that <laughs> matches that. Like that a bit. Exactly. Ooh, oh, boy. Being being a student teacher, you bomb every day. <laughs> every mean. day for the whole. <laughs> oh, that's great. I bet your food was great, though. It was. Yeah, I, well, I just was. made some uh, food truck mac and cheese for Tenant tonight. I ate all of it. It's gone. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, it was uh, very essential. Um, okay, but I have a question about you being a teacher and whatnot. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I think like I, probably as long as I've known you, I don't think I've heard you do teacher bits or you have and I've slept and that was a choice that my memory's just so used um. to do. But like, <laughs> I feel like, what is, is there a story that you wish you could tell but like you're like, no, I fucking, there's a no, that's a no-go um not really because the story the stories about teaching that get me the most like riled up are just kind of things that you would tell your friends and family that wouldn't necessarily work 
for stand-up. Just think gripes you have about the teaching industry in general and, like, mm. how you're underpaid and how, like, the principal doesn't always have your back and how, like, the, the students' parents can sometimes uh, come down your throats about certain things even when their kid is in the wrong. And it's, like, those are the things that get me real worked up that I want to talk about, but they don't really translate to jokes as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the only joke I have that references me being a teacher is one that uh, I will preface this by saying not based in reality, but it was like, you know, <laughs> I had to, uh, you know, my friends told me since I wasn't getting laid, I should just hook up with someone at work. But like the sex was not that good. Cause like I was teaching sophomores that year. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. It's a joke. And then like some crowds don't like it. Some crowds do kind of pull back and I have to be like, I'm kidding. I never fucked <laughs> a tenth grader. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a weird way to come out as a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You tell this, room. and then they're like, "She did quit, though. Why did she? <laughs> she did quit, though. She's not a teacher anymore. That's true. <laughs> but you know, like yeah. they always brag. <laughs> For some, yeah, some but, must be I mean, uh, some people like to ask you though. They're like, "Ooh, you were young, like girl teacher. I bet the boys hit on you all the time." And it's like. Yeah, but I don't have any stories about it. It's not like they succeeded. You know what I mean? It's like I don't have I don't have any like cool stories like And that's how I met any- your father. <laughs> <laughs> no. The, that was like the best fake laugh ever. <laughs> it was like I was like, no. Was like, Julie Heckman, uh, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm on Instagram at Julie Heckman Comedy and I'm on TikTok at Julie.Heckman. So, How's the TikTok yeah. going? Are you are you famous? It's going all right. I'm trying to post every day and nice. uh, slowly, slowly but surely getting up there with my followers. So, gotta go give her a follow, guys. Julie's uh, she's a great comedian. She's really funny. She's a delight. Thank you. And some say Thank you. some say a delight. Yeah, me. I miss you guys. I'm going to come to Indy soon. I miss you guys. Me dang. Yes. All right, come see us. We'll get Euros. <laughs> All right. Or we'll, we'll come up there and we'll give you a tour of your own city. Yeah. You come here and I'll come there. Both. Can we go to Sweetwater? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Over- <laughs> All right. We'll talk All right, to you love later. Love you guys. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye.